The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful you've chosen to join me again today. If you missed Lauren Margulies last week, you can still listen to the podcast. She shared some of the many ways that you can use essential oils to change your energy for better physical, mental, and emotional health. What could be easier? And that's what we are about here bringing you numerous ways that you can create all-around better health for yourself. Our guest today, Sergeant Kenny Thomas, improved his life by taking a traumatic situation and turning it into a way to help people learn to value each and every human being. As he says, we all matter and we are all leaders even if the only person you are leading is yourself. This to me is profound because really, if we aren't leading ourselves in the most positive way possible, then what are we doing with our lives? If you're trying to figure out how to find the silver lining in a difficult situation like Kenny Thomas did, or how to rid yourself of persistent negative thoughts, or have a personal story to share, please email between shows to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Or call 1-214-736-4460. That's 214-736-4460. The fact is that we are always leading just by being who we are. People pick up on our energy consciously or unconsciously. We are all made up of vibrations and are constantly receiving and sending energy. It's what draws us toward or repels us from something or someone. The other day, I went to a large meeting alone. I said a prayer before I went, asking to meet the people with whom I would have a positive experience. I looked around and saw no one I knew, but I felt pulled to a particular area in the room. When I got there, I was about to sit 
alone, assuming I would meet someone interesting, when a friend called my name and offered me a seat next to him. Then I noticed the people behind me and discovered that I was surrounded by a number of people whose company I enjoy. One woman even touched her heart and smiled at me when our eyes met in a silent hello. We do make a difference just by our presence, either uplifting or bringing down other people's energy. A number of years ago, I took a career development workshop. It turned out to be very different than I expected. The presenter said, if you want to grow in your career, work on improving yourself. That made a lot of sense to me at the time, even though I didn't fully understand why this advice was so important. From many perspectives, it's essential to have the necessary personal foundation for success before you achieve your goals. There's a well-known book titled, Wherever You Go, There You Are. The point is, there's really no escaping who you are. If you don't have the personal foundation of integrity, respect for yourself and others, patience, the ability to listen, strength to speak the truth, emotional and social intelligence, and how to lead from a position of self-empowerment. Then there's the danger of dumping your frustrations, anger, and pain on others or internalizing them and harming yourself physically, emotionally, or mentally. When you come from your true self, you are less likely to judge others because you see the beauty in every human being. Even those who choose not to spend time, you you choose not to spend time with because of their negative energy. When you have a solid personal foundation, you are more likely to deal positively with success, whatever success means to you. That includes being able to separate your self-image from your achievements. When you are a complete individual who also happens to hold a certain job title and or have a certain income, You relate to yourself and the world very differently than if you identify yourself as your job title or the size of your bank account. If climbing the imaginary ladder is all that matters, then you've missed the point of life. Lead in a positive way by being the best person you can be rather than being a cautionary tale. The wonderful thing is that the the positive energy that we put out comes back to us, and it comes back as love and joy. We are all complex human beings who are in process. We are all somewhere along a continuum of becoming our best self. None of us has arrived. Some people are under more scrutiny because they are in the public eye. Robin Williams' emotional struggles were known to all. What we also know is that he was an amazing leader, showing us how to be caring and giving. He led with his heart. 
sharing his gifts of laughter, loving kindness, and a deep-seated desire to help others. He mentored young actors and always built them up, never stealing the spotlight or snatching the credit. Numerous stories are emerging of him as a generous, caring friend to the people close to him and to strangers. If he saw someone in need of cheering up instead of trying to hide his identity, he would make himself known and do his best to bring laughter into their lives, even if it was only momentary. He touched all of us, giving us relief from the troubles of our day and of our times. I wish him peace and send him gratitude and love for all that he gave to the world. I will miss him, as I'm sure so many of us will. Robin Williams uplifted my life, and I know that his light is still shining brightly on all of us. He knew that one of the keys to being a strong leader is nurturing talent and being patient as we help people become all that they can be. As a teacher, all too often I saw children labeled and marginalized because they didn't learn a concept within the time frame or in the way that they were expected to. This doesn't mean, however, that they were not capable of learning it. It only means that they didn't get it at that moment in time. The sadness is that dreams and gifts are squashed because they don't meet some made-up norm. It's the exceptional teacher and leader who is able to allow talent to emerge in its own time and in its own way. The more we are able to expand the rules to give more leeway to people, the more opportunity we give for genius to emerge in its own time and in its own fashion. Having the courage to stick to our own truth when you don't fit the norm can be challenging, but rewarding in the end. Here are just a few examples of how brilliance was missed, and yet the individual found a way to persevere, and in Sergeant Kenny's words, led themselves. Albert Einstein failed third grade math before becoming one of the most influential people of all time. Walt Disney went bankrupt six times before he finally found success. George Clooney had 18 shows fail before he struck it big with his role on ER. Grandmother Moses had to give up embroidery because of aging and turn to painting only as a substitute. We all matter. The smallest comment or gesture can change a person's day or life, and those small gestures add up. So what choices are we making? How are we leading ourselves and all those whose lives we touch? I just heard an advertisement that said, half of us will have heart disease. Our physical heart is connected to love. When someone would yell at me, I used to literally feel a stab in my heart, as if a knife were going through me. 
what are we doing to ourselves and others that's causing so much pain in our lives and in our hearts? And what could we do to alleviate or lessen that pain? Today is Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. This initiates a period of 10 days of self-reflection and analysis. We look deeply at who we are, at what we are creating in our lives, what is working and what we want to change. It's really about choosing to become the best person we can be and determining what changes we need to make within ourselves and the way we are living our lives in order to become our best. Because I'm at religious services today, I pre-recorded this show. I chose to have Sergeant Kenny Thomas as my guest because he is a person of substance. He was thrust into a position of leadership that brought him a lot of glory and a lot of pain. How he has chosen to live his life as a result is inspirational. And I'm excited to introduce you to him. Kenny captivates audiences with his incredible story of extraordinary individuals and how they fought to bring each other home. During the firefight that was recounted in the highly successful book and movie, Black Hawk Down. Kenny, who works full-time as an award-winning country music recording artist and songwriter, he and his band, Cornbread, were featured in the movie Sweet Home Alabama. He's a regular guest on all the major news networks as a military analyst, was recognized by the President of the United States, received the American Patriot Award and the Bronze Star for Valor. Sergeant Kenny is especially proud to be the national spokesman for the Special Operations Warrior Foundation, which provides college educations to the children of special operations personnel killed in combat or training. He is also the author of the book, Get It On. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you're enjoying our program, be sure to like us on Facebook by going to my website, paulajoyce.com. That's also where you can learn more about my services. For those of you celebrating Rosh Hashanah, I wish you a healthy and happy new year filled with peace, joy, love, and prosperity. And I extend these good wishes to everyone because really every day is a good day to take stock of ourselves and begin making better choices. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Sergeant Kenny Thomas, who will talk with us about how everyone is important, how we all are leaders, regardless of title.
This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and reimaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214 208 3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one of a kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit paulajoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214 208 3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214 208 3533 or visit paulajoyce.com today. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And we're here with Kenny Thomas, which I feel is... A real privilege. He and I met at a conference for best-selling authors. And Kenny, I want my audience to know that I have heard numerous, numerous, numerous uncountable motivational speeches over the years because of the work that I do. And your speech stood out for me as one of the most outstanding, most meaningful that I've ever heard. Most motivational speechers, someone has speak, speakers have a five or ten point program. You listen, you're entertained, you leave, and nothing changes. Because I haven't been changed. Your motivational speech changed me. I went from laughter to fascination I was right there with you the whole time. And then tears, and those tears change something in me because you don't just tell people, you exemplify it. You do what you say is so important, and that is that you count and everyone in that audience counts, and you lead by example. Oh, wow. That's I, I, thank you. <laughs> I, I, it's, that means a lot to me. And what it, honestly, it means we're, I'm on the right path. That's a big old billboard. So thank you. It, that makes me happy. It's, it's nice to know that what we do makes a difference. I think at the end of the day, all of us kind of 
we want that. We want to know that you know, we've mattered, that we've done something, we've affected people, we've affected change, we've made a difference in somebody's life. So thank you. Thank you for letting me know that. It's very, um, very humbling, actually. Well, thank you. And that was one of the things uh, about you that also touched me is that with all of your awards and recognition and and now success as a country music entertainer and also uh, as a military advisor and analyst on um, so many of the TV shows and programs, you still um, are you. None of that has gone to your head there's still a authenticity and when you talked to me when I went up to you after your speech you were just a person talking to me you weren't all of the labels that go with who you are oh well thank you I, uh, I think if you start believing your own hype you're in trouble it'll <laughs> <laughs> do that I agree. So tell us a little bit about how um, the story of, of what you tell and the lessons that you've learned, because they're so profound, and you tell it in, in such a, a beautiful way. And I know we don't have time for your whole story, but just pieces so that we can get a feel for what you went through and, and how you felt and what you learned. Well, it's a obviously it's an ongoing process, but I think that the whole thing, the it's how you how you look at the experience that happened to you, how you learn from that, and that changes over the years. How how it affects you and what you get from that, and, and of course, if folks don't know, this is the the story that I tell is about a battle that we fought, and it became a. It, it became famous because they made a movie. They made the Black Hawk Down movie. So people had an interest in the story. And, you know, in the beginning, I felt like, okay, it was my, you know, I was supposed to tell the story and, and, and talk about leadership. And here's some, just like you said, here's the five pillars of leadership. And I, kind of, and I, and I was terrible at it. And it was, people were polite. But then I started realizing that the that the story was about the same thing that our grandpas would have told you in World War Two in the Korea or your fathers in Vietnam or or my friends that are still over there in Afghanistan fighting. It's important to know we're still got people over there in, in Iraq and they come home and they'll tell you the same stories. It's about the people. And the only reason we're still here is because of the people by the grace of God that was he put on our left and our right and and I started realizing that value and somewhere along the line churches started asking me to come in and so I said oh I better I better you know brush up on my scripture because I have some sort of leadership lesson and you know and that was the kicker that was where stuff started the aha moment started coming years later I realized wow the leadership lessons they taught us in the military were so basic very simple it's take care of people servant leadership take care of the people when you're left and right don't try and save yourself you got you take care of them and they'll take care of you and that's it's the same thing that they're teaching with the new testament all the leadership principles if you look at it like what jesus went about teaching it was leadership principles yeah Honestly, and, and I always like that. I always joke, like, he was a good squad leader. He had 12 guys, and that's, <laughs> that's who he affected. He 
didn't have the internet. He didn't even have a car. And he just he, he got where he had to get on foot. But what he did was made sure the 12 people around him were, he trained them and pushed them and lifted them and coached them and mentored them and taught them and to, to, to so that when he couldn't be there, they would be able to carry on and, and do the same for others. And I, and I, honestly, it's, it's the same principles. And that's, um, I think that's where I am right now in my, in my walk and in my faith and in my understanding of what I've learned from the story down the line. It, it definitely has evolved. If that makes any sense at all. So that's a, a heck of a question to answer in one breath. <laughs> Uh, well, absolutely. And so, yes, it does make sense to me because what you've done really is you didn't just have an experience that you walled off um, from the rest of your life. And so many people do that, especially, you know, there was a lot of loss of life. There was a lot of potential to freeze. There was a lot of fear. You were asked to step up and into a position where, what was it, the two or three people above you um, were killed. And then it was up to you, and you had to move into a position you didn't anticipate. Right. But, and that's, you take that, you take that metaphorically, and you start looking at the things that we hit on our day-to-day lives. Like, how many times do you find yourself in a position where you're saying, and I struggle with this still, and I'm the one out there trying to teach it. But you find yourself going, "Wow, that, you know, wow, that's that's not my job, or that's not my responsibility, or oh boy, somebody ought to do something about that." You know, and then you start, you catch yourself doing, it and you realize, "Well, gosh, if you don't step up and take care of them, then who will?" Because honestly, if it's happening to it's happening in front of you, and it's happening to you. It's happening to the people around you. And if you don't step up, what are you doing? Well, you're you're shouldering it off on them. And that's as people who set the example for others to follow. That's not exactly what the best example. <laughs> and I and I get it. Picking up the slack and stepping into positions that you're not uncomfortable that you're not comfortable with, and that potentially people won't be happy. You know, there is a chance you could fail, but you have to step up because if you don't. I mean, you're leaving it up to somebody else, and, and the somebody else is is usually the people around you, your left and your right. Right, and and if they don't pick up the slack, then it falls through the cracks, and nobody right. does it. So when when we see it, when we recognize it, it it is ours to do. But and you've been so thoughtful about taking what happened to you and working through it um, because there's a lot of pain there too but not just pretending that it didn't happen allowing yourself to look at it and really grow and change and develop and 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 what you were describing really is a model I think for how to live a healthy life because we all have trauma and sadness and grief in our own lives. And if we don't face it, it hurts us under the surface. And what are the lessons? What are the life lessons that we can learn from it 
and then make what I like to call lemonade out of lemons or find the silver lining out of the most horrible of situations. And you've done that and continue to do it. Oh, gosh. Well, that's where all character is built upon tough times. I mean, it didn't get issued to you, and character isn't, isn't easy. It comes because everybody, all of us, you're absolutely right. We all have our challenges. We all have our our pain. We all have some sort of suffering, and, and how it's relative to you is your, your personal thing. But you, know, you have a couple, again, and I know you heard this, I heard my story, but one of the things that they taught us in the military was, look, when something tough happens to you, we're going to make it very simple. We don't want you to get stuck trying to figure out what to do. But you have to do something. You can't just stand there like a deer in the headlights. And let, so you only have two choices, and this is how we're going to start you off. You have the first choice is the right choice, and the second choice is the wrong choice. But how do you know what the right choice is unless that's, that's a lifetime full of learning and evolving and pushing yourself and coaching and being taught and being mentored and somebody helping you and holding you to high standards so that now you have a true north, so that when something tough happens, you know what the right thing to do is, and so you step forward and you can make that choice. But if you have never been taught and you don't have the compass and you don't have the foundation, you don't have the character, you won't even know what the right thing to do is. And that, that's what, that's, I think, at the core of it, that's what I'm out there trying to get people to understand. It's like, look, you've got it in you to handle what's thrown at you. You've got it in there. You, you, you can step up and make a difference. And you're, it's going to be tough. And if you don't do it, then who's going to? However, it doesn't just come automatically. You have to, you really got to work at it. You got to prepare and you got to train and you got to practice and you, know, you get what you give. You play like you practice. You train as you fight. You fight as you train. It's a, it's the same, same sort of thing. And, but you're right. We all have it. We all have our issues that we got to deal with. But if you, don't deal with them. You just stick them in the back of your head. It's going to eat away at you. I promise you. I promise you it will. And I can't speak for other folks outside of outside of my experience. I can talk for the guys and girls coming out in the military. I know what they're going through. That I can't. If you, if you leave it all jammed up in the back of your head and feel like I'll just deal with it later or I just won't deal with it, sooner or later it's going to find its way out, and it won't find its way out in a healthy way. Exactly. And and really, I mean, I never was in the military, but I can, as a life coach, I see it over and over again and, and in my own life, too. If we try to just shove it down and that leads to depression, as you say, it comes out, but not in a healthy way. Or it comes out in anger, and suddenly somebody says something innocent, and somebody's screaming at them because it tapped into the anger that they haven't been willing or able to look at. So we all need to allow ourselves to feel, and then we can let it go. But it's in the trying to avoid it that it grows and comes out, as you say, in an unhealthy way. Yes, yes, ma'am. And I think that's the challenge. There's there's a ton of programs out there for folks getting out of the military, trying to make that transition back into the world and and letting them deal with what they've seen. The problem is is it just takes a little bit of time for 
us to realize that you do that feelings are okay, and you don't just shut down because you spent a career shutting down your feelings in a combat zone. Just shut them down because feelings will they're they're not practical, and they will they will hurt you in the long run if you're out there trying to trying to get a job done. But when you come back into the real world, you have feelings, and people have feelings, and you've got to work that out. And when do you think that what it is that you put in the back of your head comes out? It's when you start to relax and when the good life starts to close in and people who love you and people who want to offer you a job and all of a sudden you find yourself standing there going, I I don't get it. Like, why am I upset? Why am I angry? These people, why am I mad at the other people thinking that they don't understand? They don't get it. That's that's what you hear a lot from the other man. They don't get it out here. No, they don't. But it's not on them to adapt to you. It's on you to adapt to them. So you need to start dealing with it. You need some of these programs that are out there. Someone like a Dr. Paul, someone like a uh, a veteran group, someone like the on-campus ministry. And, and you've got to start working with these things. And honestly, my I feel like one of my missions nowadays is, and I'm pretty matter-of-fact with it, the only place that I've ever found it was strong enough to work for me was just, it was at the cross. And I, because I, 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 I tried all the other things. I hadn't, I just didn't really, uh, you know, it was like you said at the beginning. I walked away feeling good about the session I had been in. Oh, that's good, but nothing changed. And uh, I think that, I think that the faith in that relationship with God is a a bond that is strong enough that to pull that burden off of your shoulders and just let it go, you know. But you got to be willing to do it. Beautiful. And I'm going to, we're going to go to break in, in just a second. That's a perfect place to pause the conversation because, yes, and that's a message for all of us because we all have burdens that we are too much for us to bear and there is help for us and God is a powerful support. Um, So I I want to remind our listening audience that I'm your host Dr. Paula the Life Doctor and you're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit and we'll be right back with the amazing Kenny Thomas. Thank you. (laughs) This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and reimaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals. Solve your most challenging problems 
and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And we're having just a profound and beautiful conversation with Kenny Thomas about his experiences with Black, at Black Hawk Dawn and also really about life, um, their life lessons. It's about leadership, but I think not only leadership in the workplace, but leadership in life um, and how we choose to live our lives from a place of um I guess, of knowing and of authenticity and of peace. So, Kenny, I just, um, we were just talking about how you um, lean on God and how, you know, helpful that has been. And some of the other things um, that you talked about in your speech, I wanted to, raise one of them now, and that was the issue of survivor's guilt, because you commented that it took you like 10 years to understand before you were talking about the anger and the understanding and so on, and it it took you about 10 years before you understood one of the things that was making you um, really stopping your life was that feeling of survivor's guilt and not knowing what to do with it. Yeah, well, yes, that's a big old. I think it's a when you start peeling back the onions, when you make it out of some the onion layers, you start if you've made it out of something, or other people did not, you're going to spend the rest of your life. You you will thank the people that had gotten you out, but you also have this strange sense of guilt. That's like, why did I, why God did, did I make it out? Why did you let me, why Why not Casey? Why not Pillow? Why not Ruiz? Like they were, like I, why not Earl Fillmore? Twice the soldier that I was. They had families. They deserved to live. Well, surely they deserved to live. And then what happens is that that voice inside your head starts going, as soon as you get when you get home and the life, the good life starts trying to wrap its arms around you, you hear that voice going, "Hey, think about Casey. Think about Dominic. Think about like they deserve to live, and you don't. You're just lucky to be here." 
And so you not you shouldn't be enjoying all this happiness. You shouldn't be successful, and you shouldn't have love in your life. And you and you start you start hearing all that, and at the core of it, you don't realize what it is is that you're, you're guilty about having made it out. And, and it was a long process for me that, and I, and I mean that, it took like almost ten years for me to realize that the story wasn't a curse, and that it was a. It, if you start looking at it, okay, well, this is a gift that you've been given. You made it out of this, and there's a responsibility there. If you want to look at it one way, look at it. There's a responsibility. It's not just, like, feel bad because the other guy. If, if any of those guys could come back and talk to you, I know for a fact, I know in my heart, that they would not say to you, you should feel guilty. I hope you feel bad. Like nobody's going to tell you that if they could come back and talk to you, they wouldn't want that for you. And and once you start realizing it's the guilt, and man, and and having spoken in churches and listening to pastors talk and hearing the conversations that they have with their congregations, the guilt seems to be a big one out there. People have it, and it's it, and it's. It's an anchor that will just weight you down. And again, that was why I felt like it was the faith and the cross and and in getting that relationship with with Christ but through God and learning more about it and trying to be closer to it and just kept just kept inching my way closer and and the more the closer I got Less guilty I, I felt about being here, and I, I. But yes, that's a very powerful. Guilt is a powerful force, Doctor Paul, and, it, and it's not a good one. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think really, as you know, the the religious leaders who you spoke with pointed out, all of us carry guilt, and it's so destructive. It stops our lives, even if we're accomplishing things and making a difference. If we don't enjoy it, we're missing so much of what's available to us. And it taints even the, the good things that we're doing because it's, it's not as pure. Um, guilt is, is invasive and destructive. And it leads, I think, to addictions and to depression and to anxiety and to so much that prevents our shining even more and doing even more because it eats up our energy. Wow, that's a really, I love that. That's a really great way to say it. It prevents your shining. It's just like this, it's like this dull rust that has grown over you and you, you've, not, you've not gotten rid of it. And it's not letting you shine. And that's a really, it's a really great, great way to put it. Yes, and we all, as we all deserve to shine. And yes, we have to mourn the losses, the people who aren't here with us to enjoy it. But, um, but it doesn't, shouldn't diminish. It can't diminish the fact that we are here. God has given us life. We have a life to live and to shine and to do the positive work in the world that's ours to do and that we're uniquely suited to do. And and this um, 
traumatic experience that you had had so many gifts in it too that led you to lead the rich life that you do now and to give so much to to others. Well, uh, yes, thank you. It, it, it is. It's truly, I, I know sometimes it seems like a trite word, but it is a blessing. I've, I've um, you know, and I'm not even... I'm not even halfway up the stairwell of, of where I, where I, I know I need to be. So I'm I'm still still climbing and trying to figure out how to how to. I think you said it. How do you positively affect the world with the unique gifts and opportunities you've been given? This is a story that I have that I can use. It will obviously it will grow into other opportunities and stories and gifts and other ways to reach people and and what i what i tell a lot of folks will say yeah you know but you're you write music and you're out there on the road and you're out on a stage you have that like you can get in front of people i, I don't have that kind of thing what do i have i'm like all right, all right hold up that's what i tell people if you're if you're stuck on what is my unique contribution to this world how do i how do i go out there and shine how do i go out there and make my difference i'm gonna unstick you right now it's very simple the person on your left and the person on your right that's who you start with it's very simple who and who's on your who's on your left on your right who are you leading who are you following is it is it your family is it your co-workers what situation are you in right now that you can affect positive change and that's a gift you've been given and when you start seeing it that way You'll you'll be much quicker to act upon it and not waste that opportunity. I guess is, a, is the way to put it. So there you go. Personally, uh, left and right. That's one of the biggest gifts you got right going for you right now. Do something with that. I I love that because really it's not not all of us are meant to be on a stage. Um, we all have oh. our own stage right where our feet are, and what are we doing? to shine our light so that it helps other people, gives them permission to shine their light, and they also get the light, you know, we're we're sharing it with that person on the right and left and, and in front and behind us. Everyone around us gets to feel that and experience it. And as we give ourselves permission to let the best parts of ourselves out, then other people sense it intuitively, they feel it, and that allows them to become who they can be and are meant to be. Yes. Amen. That's a really great way to put it. You know that, too. You always know when you're around somebody who's, who's genuine and, altru- and their, their motives are altruistic, and you feel, think, notice that next time how you feel. You're not, you're not, once you know and you, your heart knows the truth and you feel that these people are genuine and they're being themselves and, and they're being authentic, watch what happens. You let down your guard. You let down your guard and, you, and you're a little bit more freer, just like you said, to be yourself. And when you are yourself, that's when you are truly using uh, what you've been given and you're not trying to be somebody that you're not. And and I have to say that I love that you're saying these things because as 
um, a sergeant in the army, as a military man, as a man, to talk about it's okay to have feelings and and all of these things that you're talking about that a lot of people would think, well, that's the domain of a woman or, you know, someone in a soft science or whatever, a psychologist or something. It's profound. It's really for all of us. And to hear you say it, to be coming from the heart, not to feel that you have to put on some persona to be acceptable um, to the world and, and to be acceptable to yourself is so powerful. Well, thank you. And again, I... I think that would be giving myself way too much credit if I actually thought that through, that that's what I was trying to be was profound. But I'm just, I'm just spitting out basic principles that we've been taught. And, and I've just tried, once you start embracing them and making a habit of trying to, to, you know, we teach what we need to learn the most. And we all know that. And it's, we've been taught from day one, you know, that, your the mission comes down to the people, and if you don't take care of the people, you don't take care of each other. Everything else is going to fall by the wayside. It just will. It all starts with with, with who who do you have? I mean, who are the people around you and taking care of each other? This is and this works. And and you know, I'll tell you for the whole thing about the the misperception that men would think that, well, you're not allowed to have feelings and all that. Let me tell you, one of the most manliest men that I know is the sergeant major of the entire special operations forces. I mean, he's done, he actually fought in Somalia with me. And the sergeant major Ferris has gone on to be, he's, he's a warrior of all warriors. He's been fighting in every conflict that we've had in the last couple decades. He's man, and he goes around the nation talking to family members and service members and telling them, "Hey, look, it, you still have a lot. You got wives and kids and, and families, and it's you're allowed to feel. In fact, you need to feel. And and if you think for one second that that talking to somebody about it is going to be detrimental, it's going to somehow make you feel. He goes, "Look at me. I'm the sergeant major of special special operations, and I'm up here telling you." I've been through counseling. I go and talk to families. I try and express my feelings. It, it, it's you're you're hurting yourself if you don't, basically. So I I've just had really really good role models, and I think some of the there's a and you know if you allow me I'm gonna step off half for just a second, Doctor Paul. But there's a misperception in the church, and I see it. I see it all over the nation that you know because you're a guy and you're you know, well, he's just, he's a man. He's a guy from the church. You're supposed to be sweet and and gener, you know, and kind. And Jesus hangs out with sheep and kids, you know. And you're not allowed to be a man. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Yeah, some of the biggest warriors I know are some of the of the, of the strongest Christians that I know as well. So I don't, I don't even. That one doesn't make any sense to me, but. I do. I do understand that a lot of people feel that way, and um, I would say, uh, do your research, and you will soon prove yourself incorrect. 
Well, and, and this is a good place for, for us to wind up and for me to say thank you so very much for being the authentic and, um, and humble and, and wise person that you are and for sharing that with us. Um, and I just wanted people to know also that you have this in a book, Get It On, and that um, it's, it's well worth reading. And I want to thank you for joining us. It truly is a, and I don't think blessing is trite. It's a blessing for me to have you on. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Um, and I'd also like to thank my listeners for joining us for, to, for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. You can go um, to my website, PaulaJoyce.com, like us on Facebook, and get more information about my services and the books our guests have written. And remember that if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount. I hope you'll join us next week. In the meantime, if you think of a question about a show or a difficulty in your own life or have an inspirational story to share, call me at 214-736-4460 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.